Okay. You know what? Let's snickle, snickle Fritz this thing going. Meow. Oh, you didn't catch on. I did, listen, I did listen to last week's episode. Oh, you son of a bitch. That's right. <laughs> did you hear that? Oh. I forgot that I said Snickle Fritz was the word that he needed to say. God, what was the joke that I was making? Like, Big G, if you're listening, say Snickle Fritz. I can't even remember now. You were talking about me just being pissed at you guys and throwing you. Oh, yeah, that's right. To- being able to toss us to Minot. I don't toss things. I lift things up and I put them down. I am not a strong man who just hoists things. You can launch us. Give it a shot. I'm not going to. I Throw to him li- first. I have to lift things and put them down. I would be the equivalent of that 30-foot telephone pole that Scottish men have to throw. And you could throw me because you got Irish in you. So I would be your I would be your Scotland games. You just jumped different countries there. I'm Irish, not Scottish. Oh, damn. They, they are completely different they there, throw sir. Po- they throw poles too, don't they? They climb poles. You could climb me, Big G. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, before we're taking it off the air, let's move along. <laughs> we're marked as explicit. Calm down. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic folks. Oh, that's beautiful. Why'd you stop? Because I'm trying to get your attention to start the show. Hello and welcome, Magic folks, like Big G said over there, to episode 139 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts. I'm Matt. Over there, we got the the mimic himself, Big G. I'm back, bitches. Wow, you went away from the natural order there, bro. How does that make you feel? He was was, fine. He was catching my eye there for a second, imitating me. Do you do realize that we do this every week that we imitate you? Because it's mostly starting with the hello, magic folks, and welcome. Because you always do this. Do I really? You do every single week to the fact that we joke about it. You're a creature of habit. The other voice you hear is that we that we know that's going to happen every every episode. That's also why I said, hey, it's been 20, 30 minutes before Matt gets through the openings. It's been 20 minutes. Has it? No, it hasn't. Well, we've talked about ex's moms. We've talked about me climbing Matt. We've covered everything here. We've talked about Danny needing to blow his nose with his allergies. Ex's moms. Or stops snorting the cocaine. Either way. Your pinky nail is looking very fabulous today, by the way. (laughs) What pinky nails? He doubles up. No, he has one of those ones that he puts on, so that way nobody knows. I chew my nails. There's no way for me to have nails. He just puts the line right on his hand. Who said that? I just poured right in my mouth. Or right down my nose. From the bag. How often do you rub your gums? Not enough. <laughs> okay, so I lost a little bit of <laughs> covering all these. So that's Danny. We're all glad that you decided to make it here. I'm the reason they come back. This is why I saved you for last. This you know what? I would just like to point out, <laughs> based off of listening to last week's episode, I'm not the one that gets us off track. I still think it's Danny. <laughs> I had my notes nicely laid out. Listeners, and let us you. know. Vote. Vote now <laughs> who you believe puts us off track the most. If you don't vote for me, you're not listening. <laughs> 
Just like Danny, just like Danny threw out the actual live broadcast and after the recorded version goes out, he's not listening. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So let's get to business here. Finally. Let's start again. Thank you for, I don't know where this is. I don't know how far in the episode we're at by the time I edit this point, but if you made it this far, thank you so much. Those watching the live stream, double thank you. Going through the open, open flippy dot drinky and this whole escapade. He's he's thanking people for fo- finally getting through the intro. I'm sorry, sir. You seem to be slurring your words a little bit there. Words I'm, are hard for have me, you sir. Been, have you been sir, drinking tonight, sir? <laughs> I'm gonna need to see your ID. No. Thank you for making it this far. It's greatly appreciated. Also, which one do you want to see? <laughs> Driver's license, my motorcycle permit. <laughs> They're the same picture. <laughs> well, come on, man. Where's your concealed carry now? You're in North Dakota. I don't have one. You gotta. Have you don't one. need one, Danny. I love you to carry in the state, but you love my long hair. I I love you. <laughs> now I'm gonna say something mean. Oh, this, this, I gotta keep this in the episode now, don't I? <laughs> this looks like one of the photos you'd see pop up on sex offender in your area. <laughs> yes. yes, it is, sir. Right, I was about to say I don't think mine is much better. They don't let you smile anymore. Do they tell you not to smile? Yeah, mine. Mine's not too much better. I would show you mine, but I know it's not good. So no, yeah, they they don't let you smile. Oh, I didn't. Know they that. tell you no, to not they, smile. They don't let you smile <clears throat> for I'm anything. I'm trying to anymore. think. Not even for your passport. Nope. I think I think mine is coming up for renewal in uh, 2024. I, I was about so to say I have until 2024 for mine. So. Hey, D and D, leave me alone. <laughs> yes. Attention, mom. So finally, someone sees my new, way of thinking. New, new to new to listening to us and knows that it's Danny. <laughs> Again, come or, for the news, stay for the comedy. Or, or at least new to commenting on the live Twitch. Fair. Thank you, Dungeon Mom. It's greatly appreciated. Okay, where did I leave off? Uh, big thank you. Thanking the Patreons. Yes, we're moving to thanking the patrons because we thanked everybody for making it this far. And a double thank you for making it through that part there as well, too. So thank you to our amazing Patreons who think that this content that you're listening to is worth supporting. Every uh, bit of it with Danny disrupting. The longer you take, the more I interrupt. So big thank you to Wade97, <laughs> Chapman, D. Moose, Amu the Fox, Colin, Noah, Slade, Third String, Chapman, Nikki, No Modifier, Steve, Jacob, Christian, Matty K, Barra, and Kai Mara. Thank you to each and every one of you. It's greatly appreciated. We love having you on. And uh, if you guys want to be crazy and supporting us as well, you can check out our Patreon. We have a couple tiers right now, a $3 tier and a $10 tier. At the $3 tier, you get put in for drawings for booster packs. As soon as we make it to 15 patrons, we're giving away three booster packs each month. Right now, we're giving away two. Uh, next month is still going to be Streets of New Capenna. And then after that is going to be... Yeah, because the 16th is when yep, Commander 16th. Legends comes no, out. 17th, because Sem- that's a Friday. Okay, and that's when Commander Legends comes out. So it will still be Streets of New Capenna set boosters that we'll give out next month. It's Wade's wedding. That's the only reason I remember it. Good memory. Yep. The uh, the next tier, the ten dollar tier, you get put in for drawings for a commander card that's valued between fifteen and twenty dollars. You can also vote on what that card is going to be over in the Patreon, and with all these drawings, you can join a super secret live stream that we do for the drawings, typically the first Saturday of the month. So join the Patreon, jump in there, and everything's all good. Uh, if you guys want to do that, oh. uh, if you don't want to support us 
through Patreon, you can also support us by picking up some playmats. We have some pretty dope-ass playmats for sale right now that have our banner on them. They look really cool. We want you to have them. You hit us up on any of the social medias and be like, yo, I want a playmat. And we'll be like, yo, we'll give you a playmat. As I've said before, we've sent them to Germany, Canada, and California. We want people to have these. So we will work with you to make sure that you get these playmats because they are really fucking cool. Uh, but if you don't want to hit us up on social media to get them and you're in the Fargo-Moorhead area, go check out our amazing sponsor, Jade of Sports Cars and Gaming, who has our playmats for sale as well for 20 bucks. Just walk on down and be like, I wanted this weekend MTG playmat. Josh or any of the fine, fine gentlemen or gentle ladies that work there will get you the playmat. Yep. It'll be awesome. So speaking of J-Dubs, let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming located in West Acres Mall in Fargo is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening? J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, we're going to move to the breakdown where I will lay out how this episode is going to go for all y'all. And you can decide if you want to skip ahead to those parts or not. I'm not good enough to add timestamps, so it's a little bit of a, a hit or miss on that. But here's the breakdown for y'all going to go over to the boggle desk where big g is going to give us assault reports and talk about some nrg team trio events from there going to go to upcoming events where we're going to talk about some more trio events there will be no blog talk this week because we're going to jump right into the news section where we talk about hasbro shit going to talk about secret layer shit and then Baldur's gate shit and then we're going to move to contra currency where we talk about finance shit then we're going to maybe jump to the thought cast where we'll have thought shit yes Okay, yeah. TM. You got to get that trademarked. That'd be good. <laughs> All right, we ready? Yes. So, uh, Big G, we go over to the Boggle Desk. All right. Salt report. I didn't play Magic this week, so I'm salty about that because I didn't play any Magic. Neither did I. I know it sucks some days being busy dads and husbands well, and it's things. not even that. It's my computer's been down for the last three weeks now. You have paper. Yeah, well, I don't have time to do paper. See, that's what I'm saying. Busy being dads, husbands, and shit. Yes. Anyway, uh, my sugar report is after a long, excruciating day and three chips to Menards, one of our local hardware stores. That sucks. I finally finished my patio. Very nice. Yes. It looked nice. Looks Well, it's even more done since, oh, yeah? since the video I sent out on our Discord after I drank my beer. That was well, well fucking deserved. Yeah, that's all I got. You got any salt or sugar there, Matt? I guess we're going to be doing like life sugar and stuff. No, I, was, I, was, I simply do this because if I don't have anything, it's just I add in something fun to maybe get us off topic. But no, Matt. On topic. Uh, oh, you want to get off topic? No, nope, never mind. Danny's Jumping to energy. Tr- team you can get trios. him off topic. What, what he was going to bring up. No, I noticed how I kept moving. I, did I, you though? I did. I did. Did you though? I didn't let him get off topic. So I removed some stumps from my yard. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. <laughs> you don't have any stumps in your yard. I did. No, you don't. 
Yeah, I'll show you when we're done recording. I ripped them out. <laughs> a long, Doubtful. Tedious, long, tedious process. I dug deep and I cut them up. And Doubtful. All right, here dirt. we go. Here we go. Landscaping. Some, Shut up, man. Some NRG team trial events. That we didn't take part in. That we didn't take part in. All right. First off, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go newest format in 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 re, in reference to the cards that can be used to oldest. So Pioneer Modern Legacy. I don't have the usual meta breakdown just because it's three different events and you know that's a lot of work. It's a little bit too much work. So what we're gonna do is just kind of go over the decks, maybe talk about them uh, roughly a minute apiece, and then we're gonna move on to the next format. So. Coming in at first place is a blue-red aggro deck. And remember, this is for Pioneer, okay? So we've got um, some notables. We've got, uh, well, I mean, it's Swift Spear and Soul Scar Mage and Spite Dragon. The the newest card that's been added to this deck is Ledger Shredder that people are losing their minds over for how good of a card it is. So that is a very uh, key card that works very well with these prowess style des- decks so and then next we have red deck wins uh pretty self-explanatory i mean red deck it wins with Torbrand, danny's favorite and then he's all right <laughs> and then devotion to green so we've got things like uh cavalier of thorns elvish mystic you know normal ramp cards and then old growth troll along with some storm of the storm the festivals and then we've got things like Karn the Great Creator, Nissa Who Shakes the World, Oath of Nissa, Wolf Wolf Willow Haven, and then various other cards. And then we've got another blue-red aggro deck. And looking at the two... They're not fully the same. Not uh, fully the same, but not terribly different. The first one has uh, Spikefield Hazard in it. Second one does. No, the first one. Oh, yeah, first one does. First one. I, had, I had the wrong one selected there. It's all good. How dare you, sir? How dare but I? then I think even the sideboards, also, uh, sideboards have a little bit of differences, but not too much. So, I mean. Tomato, potato. You know, it's it's just As people pu- people putting their own stank on a Garbage very cards. typical, or not typical, but very popular meta deck for Pioneer. So, um, and then just to kind of give you a glimpse of what the top eight was, it's fifth place, Red Deck wins, sixth place, Red Deck wins, and seventh place, Winota, eighth place, Winota. So just kind of... Fuck Winota. I mean, honestly, there's viability to the Winota strategy right now in Pioneer. Yeah. Just the, because, there's... one, it you know, a lot of the key components haven't been banned, and then there isn't other decks that kind of do well in the meta, so... If you want a good, uh, solid d- discussion about Winota, go listen back two episodes ago. We had uh, Chris Martin and Jay of MTG Drip on, and they they may or may not have ragged on Winota for a bit there. So go. she she controls Pioneer right now. It is so it's I mean and, and she will until she's banned. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't think it's going to get banned anytime soon. Which is going to be garbage. It's going to hurt Pioneer. Like why? Like everyone knows it's a garbage or not a garbage card, but it's a powerful card. It's a very powerful card. So everyone's gonna build that deck. Not necessarily. No, People clear, like, no. Well, co- I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Clearly, clearly not. Everyone's building the deck because the top six decks don't have Winota in it. Well, good for what? them. Go fuck yourself. 
Okay, so one of the things, though, is you see a lot of, like, there's rendering volley in all of the top four deck. Or not all the top four. But, the but I, am, I has, am happy Red Winds. has Pithing Needle, and it has, where is it? Graph Digger's Cage. It has three of Graph Digger's Cage to help, like, target Winona. So it's yeah. like... Their sideboards are definitely prepared for Winota, and Winota has. Armor. And and that and that's that's where my my argument comes from is everyone's graveyard or everyone's sideboard is based off Winota, but it's not to the Hogak but level. Here, but it's but not. Here, yeah, no, you know. The, here's the thing, though. Think about modern. When I think about modern, I think about things like Cascade and Tron. Yep. So I have things specifically in my sideboard to target those. Yeah. So, what, what, but, but where's here, the, but where's here's, the difference between doing something like that in a meta that's more established, like modern, versus a newer one where things are still getting fleshed out a little bit? I think that's that's the argument. Is yeah, Pioneer is more fluid right now than modern is, and because of the fact that your modern is set for Fargo modern yeah and that's that's a big difference and that's where my my perception always comes from because that's where i play yep it like you your modern deck is set for fargo modern and fargo only right now if you were to go out of town you might change up your sideboard your your modern deck isn't set like modern is obviously set to your city or your your group that you play with weekly pioneer this is how many people are in this tournament? Uh, there are 120 teams, so okay, and, 360 people. And out of all these, their sideboards, what are they set for? I mean, fuck, even my notice that for white out. Exactly. I'm kidding. But I'm just saying it's... My note does have... Actually, never Exactly, right? Archons of America. When every deck in the tournament is set for one card... For their sideboard is set for one card and one card only. That is a problem. But everybody also- has a Tormod script. Everybody has a uh, Sanctifier Invect and like modern and stuff to like <clears throat> deal with all the all the red decks or to deal with all the graveyard decks. Yeah. And why not? Is just one of those decks that are as well. Like you just gotta have sideboard pieces for it because it's a powerful deck that, that you that, have to respect. That right, that right there is a reason why the card is overpowered. Or it's just a solid deck. It took seventh and eighth place in here. But I'm so just I'm, saying every every deck in the in the tournament basically probably had a re- sideboard card for Winota. Set for Winona, if not yes. two or three of them. But I would say here's my argument for saying that, you know, Winota shouldn't be banned. And it's strictly because obviously game one, you don't know what you're playing against. You have an True. idea. True. And obviously, for a lot of people, the milk and butter is game two, hopefully game three. Yep. It's basically when you're able to add in your sideboard tech. Yes. Yep. If everyone knows why Nota is a popular card, there are so many ways to do single target removal, whether it's exile, whether it's you know actual just kill, and then True. you deal with potential for coming back from the grave, which why Nota decks don't really do right now. God, please don't fucking happen. <laughs> You just spoke it into the future. I know I did. But, I mean, if it's that well-known of a thing, it almost nerfs itself. Because then once you enter sideboard tech, but then you even have some of those people like me who might, or even, let's think about Wade and his Naya garbage fire deck where he's running Blood Moons and he's running Thalia's in the main board, which you would say 
for that style of deck, it would be more so sideboard tech. And he's running it main board just to be wonky, be weird mm-hmm. type of a thing where then he goes up against Slade and he goes, what the fuck? Who plays this in the main board? And we all point to Wade and go, him. He does it. <laughs> so, I mean, more often than not, though, you're going to have those people that, hey, I know how to get rid of things and it's in my sideboard in case I run into this popular meta deck, but then I have these other few things that'll be beneficial for decks overall. I, there are plenty of ways to deal with it. No, I get that, but I'm just, but my argument was the fact that every deck in the tournament was most likely sideboarding for Winona. But at the same time, it, it I, 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 go, I, I go back to modern. You, I, you I, plan for Tron, you plan I, I for... I get that, Yeah, but it's just one of those things like, this card is the reason why every deck is sideboards is the same. I, I think I think the good benchmark is <clears throat> is it at Hogak level, and we're not again. Yeah, we're not at Hogak level. We're not again. There are cards that were way more overpowered than Winota in, well, in Pioneer cool. right now, and I'm talking in Standard. I'm talking in Modern. I'm talking in Pioneer and Legacy and Commander, and there know. are way more overpowered cards. I'm just saying right now. <laughs> In this tournament. All right. Well, speaking of this tournament, let's get to the modern leg of it again. There we go. So we're just going to kind of... Luckily, we talk about modern quite a bit, so we know these decks quite well. Coming in first place for the modern side of it is li- a Living End deck. And then we have four-color white... No- or Yorion deck. Fuck Yorion. <laughs> and then third place, we have Omnath Elementals. And this is an actual elementals deck for the most part versus one of those ones that just had a few things. Um, and then fourth place is blue red aggro with Merktide regent in it with the ledger shredder and dragon's race channeler. And of course our favorite monkey brass monkey, that funky monkey Regavan. You enjoy my jokes. You missed me last week, and you know it. I also noted last week when I was listening to things, I need to, if I'm going to be gone, I need to word things that make sense to other people. Not yes, just, sir. Not just me. Yes, sir. Remember, remember, Danny offered to do it, which caught me off guard as well. <laughs> well, and I'm specifically talking when you guys were talking about the paradox results. Like, to me, it made sense when I put in there, first this pack, then this pack, then this pack, yeah. and this is how it worked. Took us a minute with that one. It did. We got there, though. <laughs> I was not going to lie. I was fucking laughing my ass off and yelling at my fucking phone going, you motherfuckers, it's easy to understand. Come on. She just told me to read the next sentence. That was the best <laughs> Again, part. Again, I made the notes for me. I make them for me reading. <laughs> for me. <laughs> but here, so, I mean, there's those. And then just kind of, like I said, running through the top eight total, we have fifth place has Hammer Time, another Omnath Elementals. And again, this is another, it is Elementals. It's not just, I have an Omnath and then a few other things in here to call it an Elemental deck. What really makes it an Elemental deck is the Risen Reefs. Well, yeah, to me, it's the fact that it has more than two Elementals in it that makes it an Elementals deck. Fair. fair. But... And then seventh place, here we go, another blue-red aggro deck, and eighth place, blue-red aggro deck. Now tell me, sir, Danny, what do you have to say about Modern and Merktide Regent that ended up mostly in the seventh and eighth place, and now it's all in the format? 
Two words. Fuck blue. Um, actually. Oh. Oh. Actually. I'm actually here. I've been contemplating and changing my mono red into a blue red burn deck. Wait. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Live temperature check. I am pretty warm right now. I mean, he is warm, but the room is warm, and that's what I'm going to attribute it to. Are you dying? The room's 75 degrees. Can't attribute it. It is fucking hot. It's so hot. Why? Because it's a smaller room, three guys, and a computer. Fuck. Jesus Christ, make it sound Crack like the a window. Freaking, make it sound like a dark web video there. Damn. But no, I've been I've been contemplating on Oh yeah. On turning into a uh, blue is it burn deck. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, fuck you, man. All right. <laughs> All right. You've so, done this to me. So there we we're gonna jump over to the legacy side of things where uh me Burton per- wins. Actually <laughs> Burn me, got fourth. Me personally. I don't have as I don't know as much about legacy and the formatting, so I don't know if these are typical builds of the deck. But in the first place, we have a blue blue white X. So let's see what would be red. Red. Thank you. Uh, control deck, and then we have a blue red aggro deck coming in at second place, and then we have an eight cast deck coming in at third place. We have a burn deck coming in at fourth. Yeah, we do. Danny's favorite color, blue artifacts, coming in at fifth. Fuck blue. And death and taxes coming in at sixth, seventh, and eighth are both blue, white, red for the sideboard, red for the sideboard control decks. So this, I'm going to jump over to, I suppose I'd be directing this maybe a little bit more towards Matt. Go for it. Uh, top four decks, pretty typical builds from what you're aware of. I mean, control decks, to me, are control decks, especially with Legacy. There's so much to fucking work with. Uh, very much so. When it comes to what the the blue-white control decks want to do, having hull breachers, to, uh, nar sets, and stuff to like stop your opponents from drawing things is very important. And prismatic ending, force of wills, uh, swords of plowshare, just doing what they do. So that one's pretty typical. The the Is it delver style decks this one is also very typical of what you're going to be seeing where it's really like a lot of the work is coming up on the back of force of wills days brainstorms just being able to like curate your draws to what you are looking for to help get a mercantile out and just clap cheeks that way and then i know i've been seeing a lot of stuff about the eight cast deck especially with the cannon uh the kappa cannoneer yep and just it looks fun that uh, that Blastoise uh, hydro pumps motherfuckers to the ground. You sure it's not surf? No, it's, it's hydro. It's cannon. fucking hydro cannon. Have you seen Cannon Campanier? That is that is that is the hydronist cannon. Hydronist hydroist hydroxy. No, not hydroxy. Okay, enough with the English. I'm, like, I'm going with like the the like good, better, best. So the est. The best hydroist, the bestiest hydroist. I, I don't think that's the technical term. Uh, that's we're not gonna a word. Go with it. Though. That's not a major. word. It is now. It is now. Words yeah. are hard. We're making up our own words now. <laughs> but I mean, uh, the burn deck. That I is know, true. Words I, are hard. I know when I've been looking up getting into legacy. You know, the burn style decks are pretty. They don't very much 
go off the beaten path for the burned style decks. So this this to me looks pretty typical from what I've seen. Yes. So Price of Progress, Clapping Cheeks, Lava Spikes, uh, Chain Lightnings are Rift all just... Bolt, Searing Blazes, all that. Everything yeah. that costs only one red. So yeah, pretty cool. much. So the cool thing about uh, eight cast and burn, both of them are pretty like relatively cheap decks to be able to make compared to the yeah, they are legacy. So that's also notable. Other than the aired mesas, yeah, you yeah. can reduce the price of that. By... But I'm just saying that that's really the only reason they're any I'd expensive. Say, right now, I'd say the wooded foothills are more so the reason than the aired mesas. Yeah, when oh, you're, lo- when you're looking at yeah. singletons. But yeah, so there is there's the trios event. Speaking of a trios event. If you are going to be up in the FM area this weekend, Saturday, um, J-Dubs, our wonderful sponsor, is hosting a trios event, which if you come, you will guaranteed see me there. You might see Matt there. 75% chance. There's a 75% that you'll see Matt. Um, And you get to play some Pioneer, some Modern, some Legacy, and maybe us talking about how this last trios event went. Maybe you'll build your deck accordingly. But... Uh, make sure to call ahead to J-Dubs, 701-277-1989 to pre-register because then you only pay 60 bucks. whereas if you show up on the day of with your two other friends or two random people that you found on the sidewalk saying, hey, I've got decks for you, play them, um, it's 75 bucks there. Prizes, as of right now, first place team gets $300, second place team gets $200, third and fourth place teams get $100, and this is this will be based on attendance if the prices increase. So more teams there, the more prize money that is there and available. And I haven't talked to Josh specifically about it, but maybe there's some other fun prizes that are going to be given out throughout the day. I don't know. And he hasn't really announced if there's going to be additional prizes. So make sure you stop by. And you know what? Hypothetically, you're not able to grab a team, but you want to swing by, see how the events are going. Stop by, say hi go hey where's that big g guy i want to say hi to that guy and see what this motherfucker looks like in person because i only see his profile in the videos but with no blogger talk i think we're jumping straight to the news before we do that we got christian commenting never mind we got christian commenting saying uh back when danny was saying that he was thinking about going into is it he wants to say, guys, test if someone's with Dan- if it's with Dan- someone else with Danny with a mask. I mean, he did comment on how Danny's beard is longer this week. Is it? According to Christian. I, I wouldn't know. I did point out to Christian that it's been a while since all of us have collectively been. I do have the longest beard in the group, I tr- which is not very common. Uh, one, I've been told I either get a long beard or long hair, and I like my long hair. Uh, so my beard stays nice and trimmed makes sense yeah i'm losing my hair so i'm trying to grow the hair that but i, I do grow. i do need to talk with matt about how to properly twist a mustache because i just oh. trimmed mine oh. down a bit don't trim it you gotta let it no, grow i i just trimmed it down because i couldn't properly get it and i was starting to eat it and i didn't don't like that so. oh that's that's growing pains no, no, no. Okay. no like okay. it, it really was it was damn long like i got the t- mm. the curl up to here but I, it would fade i would love to talk to you about this we'll talk about it later perfect Anyway. Yeah, because this is not This Week in Beards. Or we can make it This Week in Beards. Oh, no, we it cannot, Matt. This, this Week in Manscaping. See? Oh. See? 
I'm the reason this gets off topic. Yes, you are, because you brought up how we shouldn't be this week in beards, and that led us to this week in Manscaped. What's next on the list? No, we're talking about this week in Manscaping now. Lawnmower, get at us. Lawnmower (laughs) 3.0. First official uh, online sponsor of this week in MTG. Shave your balls the right way. Wait, Dollar Shave Club? Could we get Dollar Shave Club on here? There's a Dollar Beard Club. There's also Beard Brand. Your oh, brand is some fancy motherfuckers. There's also, oh, what is it? It's uh, uh, Viking beards or VIP beards, something like that. But yeah. their their big thing is Vikings. There's a there's a North Dakota based one. <gasps> oh, what's that one called? This week in local products. This week in local products. Brought to you by Dots. <laughs> <laughs> no, brought to you by Chippers. Damn it. Brought to you by Drecker. Come on, guys. Chippers are from Crookston. There's sir. This is North me, Dakota, motherfucker. What? What? Chippers. Where are they from? Are from Fargo. No, they're not. I think they are. Crookston. To me, they I are from did, here. Did you know Whitman's in Fargo is from is a, a uh, damn it relative of the Crookston owner who damn is a it. lot older? Damn it. Yeah, sir. They're from Crookston. Fine, you win this round, sir. Yeah. This round. And Crookston's are so much better than Fargo's. Yeah, I probably believe that. And they're the same thing. <laughs> Christian, this week is pre- this episode is presented by Shave Balls. Shave Balls. Shave them good. Shaved. Balls. Shaved. Oh, shaved. With a D. Shaved. With oh, a D. Tense. Shaved Like you balls. have shaved them. Get that, get that close scrotum shine. <laughs> this is why we don't have sponsors. <laughs> you got Bear saying facts, Danny. Facts. All right. All right. I'll get, you know what? Next time you go down that area, grab me some chippers. Grab some lawnmowers too, dude. They're Down open for area. like maybe two hours a day. Then you fucking like, get there during oh, that may- two hours. Maybe window. not even that. Get you, there during that fucking window. Then. Have you ever gone down to the candy shop in Detroit Lakes before? They got their own homemade fudge there, and it's pretty good. Take you to the candy Every candy shop. shop has their own homemade fudge. Yeah, but it's good fudge, and I always make sure to get it to my mom because she likes that fudge. And then they have fresh licorice there. My mom likes anyway, licorice. I'm not a fan of licorice. Anyway, let's move along. Take you to the candy shop. Oh my god. Okay, Danny, move along. Next one's you. Is it? It is you. Is it color coded? It is color coded, see? Oh, is it? I'll have to open it up real quick. <laughs> I've been following on Twitch and uh, Discord because you've been talking for hours. So, first up, we have some news from the Hasbro. So, as Matt read or typed, let's start with some Hasbro news. Hasbro was named. One of the best 100 corporate citizens. Actually, it was named one of the 100 best corporate citizens list. Man, you need to learn to type. For the 11th consecutive year, this list is composed of corporations that show an outstanding environment, environmental, social, and governance, ESG, uh, performance amongst publicly traded U.S. companies. To do the rankings, the company that um, compiles all this information, 3BL Media, uses all publicly available sources and not questionnaires or company-submitted information to help make this fair. So again, congratulations to Hasbro for this. Full article of this is down below in the show notes. We are back to the David versus Goliath version of the stockholders news. Quick reminder for everything that's been going on. So oh, this would be back in what February now? Have we been talking about this this long? It's been a while. Something. I don't anyway, know. Anyway, I don't um, know what we're talking about. Alta Fox. Oh yeah, 
that's so been, I think that's, that's been a few weeks, it, dude. It's been a few months. So January, February time well, frame. Um, few weeks in corporate world is it <laughs> like four the months. free wizards campaign came out, and this all stemmed from a hedge fund company called Elta Fox, who owns two point five percent of Hasbro stocks. Wow, I know huge amount. Um, and they're advocating for Hasbro to let Wizards of the Coast be their own thing, send them off on their own, let them be their own company. And they are, they've been making recommendations slash do what we tell you because we own 2.5% and we think we own more of the company than we really do. So we're going to try to bully you and persuade all the other smaller shareholders to team up with us to take down Hasbro. Well, you know what? They finally had some partners in this. It's getting it's getting pretty it's getting pretty solid right now, dude. The, like legitimately, anytime Elta Fox pops up in my news feed, I immediately look at it and I stop whatever the fuck I'm doing. I'm going, ooh, what's going on now? Um, but Boston Partners, Anchor Capital, and and Cora Holdings Inc. have now been uh, come forward saying they are backing the Elta Fox nominees. And together with AltaFox, these four companies total own a very laughable, very six point three six percent of Hasbro. Very laughable <laughs> amount. Remember, <laughs> small percentages like this are still millions of dollars. I, but I, at, I, at the same time, I'm sitting here going, Jesus Christ, how much percentage of Hasbro do I, as one person, own like a millionth percent. It can't be that much. No. So I'm sitting here going, "Good God, how how, how, how much? How do many shares people, do you own? Uh, forty five. Okay, forty five is probably point zero 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 forty five percent. Live lookup. Just say what is one perc- one share percentage of Hasbro? What does that equal well, to? Just take, just take whatever your money is and uh, the market cap. Of it is eleven point eight five billion dollars. That's what Hasbro's at eleven point eight five billion. Yeah, you're you're point zero to like the hundredth. And the live Google, yeah, the live math from the non. He's so computer. old he has to move away from his computer to read it. No, I'm sitting here thinking while I'm typing. <laughs> Multitasking. Right. Good on you, Big G. Yep. All right, so the results are in. Jesus Christ, it's going to take longer for me to look up. I might have to do this. Oh, okay. So there are, if I'm looking in the right place on this website, there there are 139.44 million shares of Hasbro. So, yeah, I own a very small percentage. Anyway. Yeah, um, like like I said... (laughs) I, I own a very small percentage, but these guys own a, a lot more than I do. Yeah, 6% is a lot, but yep. it's still In, compared, nothing compared, compared to what Compared Hasbro to schmucks owns. like myself, it's a lot. Yeah. Think of it this way. Remember, remember meta shares and stuff. A 6%, 6% share 6%? of a 6% share 6% of a meta share. game. If you have, like, is it Phoenix? And having a six percent share, that's pretty good. But no, but 6% is, is, is pretty legitimate. We talk about decks, like, creeping between, like, you know, six is like a comfortable meta share for like a deck. If we're gonna like try and bring it down to like magic but, terms, but at the same time too, like we've we've been saying. talking about this. Obviously, we've been talking about this since the Free the Wizards campaign came out, and we talked about how yep, they only own two point five percent. But if they start in, 
encouraging other people that have small percentages. It's, it's the th- stone being thrown way. into the lake ripple effect. Hey, but it's still something that, again, Hasbro owns at least 51% of exactly. their stock. Well, so it doesn't really matter what people think they're going to be able to do. Hasbro has majority. Very much And majority so. rules in stocks like this. I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, Hasbro just straight up shutting it down. Essentially kind of like laughing at Alpha Fox with their attempts. But let's, do- let's talk about these actual percentages that they're now holding. Because I don't think you got to who's now backing AltaFox on this and what the total percentage share is. Yes, I did. Yeah, he did. I literally it's just 6%. said it. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. I guess I was just like... You were looking on at something else while I was talking. Focusing on... Yeah, it's wow. still... Are you it's... starting to be like Danny and you're not listening during the live broadcast? Fuck you, I was actually listening. <laughs> I was actually following along. <laughs> but it's less uh, than 7%. There's no way they have any control over anything. But other an, than being enough, that bully in the back of the classroom that a, doesn't shut up. It's enough to actually like cause ripples. Because remember, yep. what, or Hasbro's gone on. Uh, they've had two official statements towards Elta Fox yep. talking, about, talking towards them. One, shutting down a lot of their nominees. And two, basically saying, fuck these guys. Is what put, put, that's what it in MTG terms. Yeah. <laughs> that's what majority of owners do. But yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there's that. And then you found the article, one of these other articles, just before we started. What was it about? Oh, yeah, we got a new... uh, Hasbro appoints a new chief peoples. The title is from... So, this is from RetailDive.com. Hasbro appoints chief people officer. So, a couple of the talking points here directly from the article is Hasbro announced on Thursday that it named Najumi Atkinson its chief people officer according to the company press release atkinson is taking the role following the previously announced retirements of global chief human resource officer dolph johnson who was with the company for over 20 years in the role atkinson will oversee the toys brands human resource arm and the take on the company's diversity equity and inclusion at efforts Atkinson joined Hasbro last fall from Dell Technologies, where she served as Senior Vice President of Global HR Services. Dell Technology? Yep. Yes. Fuck Dell. Yeah, the, uh, the cow computer. That's all but I remember it for. That's Gateway. <laughs> Ga- that was Gateway? Gateways. That was Gateway. Yeah. Yep. But, so, wow. So there's that's that. That's even older. Um, I know. I know that's that. another garbage company. I know that the shareholders meeting for Hasbro is happening June 13th. Are you going? I'll probably listen in. They Obviously, are, I have shares, so and they post the stuff like pretty early in the morning yeah, and stuff. So, so. Um, you know, that's coming up here pretty soon, where a lot of these decisions will get made, and I'm sure a lot of discussion as far as the Alta Fox thing will happen. Who knows? Maybe we'll see an Alta Fox filibuster during the meeting. Ooh, that would be interesting. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, filibuster is the rule that anyone has the floor when granted for as long as they have it until they relinquish power. So they can talk as long as they want, and it can be completely off topic. A very it's, fun. It's what your government does on a daily basis. But a more comedic example of it is during Parks and Rec, where they have Patton Oswald on, and he is citizen filibuster, and he talks about how Disney acquiring Marvel will just acquire Fox and get the X-Men and get Star Wars all in this big, huge shared universe. Was this before this all happened? This was all before this happened. First off, I love Patton Oswalt. He is a gem of a human being, and he loves magic. I So here's the thing. They did an animated version of Citizen Filibuster. 
to I will right. have to find it and send it to you. You will have to find it. Because the, it's just, it's great. I love Parks and Rec. This I is a filibuster. Patton Oswald is a great man. No, sir. It's, so, we were talking about how the meeting will probably have some kind of filibuster from Alta Fox, and that led to the fact that isn't what that, a filibuster is. is. Isn't, and isn't then, that, isn't and that what then, a filibuster sir, I have is, not sir? relinquished power. <laughs> isn't that what a I filibuster is, I have not is, yielded sir? my time. I'm just questioning. I have not yielded my time. The chair is not recognized right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then we. I'm going home. (laughs) And then it led to what Citizen Filibuster was because it's a funny example of it. And now we're moving on to the next bit of filibuster. Over a couple things to add on. I relinquish my power. A couple things to add to Hasbro news. First off, did you hear that Hasbro acquired D and D Beyond? The online D and D accessory site to help like uh, work on your campaigns and stuff. Like they actually acquired that. You know, I didn't, and I think part of that might be just because a lot of my like Hasbro news is focused on the magic side of things. You know, and I know you guys talked about it last week with some of the spoil, like the teasers to Boulder's Gates before we got to the teasers or the actual spoilers. Because yeah, we're, we're we're I'm not a D and D guy solid timeline for yeah. all that. But yeah, no, we're not D I'm not a D and D person either. I know enough to get me through shit, but I thought it was interesting because uh when we when Danny and I we started to play some D and D with JB back in the day, uh we did the Lost Mine of Fandelver uh, thing and had D and D beyond. Or our first campaign we almost died to the goblins right away. Yes. Kind of fucked Thank up. God for our uh, what what's her what was Rachel? Um Arrow. She was a uh, a human <clears throat> No, she was not. She was? She had she had a great sword and she Rachel was not. She was. She not a... when I played. Yeah, she, she had... was our DM. I was She DM. saved us. Yeah, I was the DM before and then I'm like, I'm done with this because I have to do all the podcasts and stuff and I'm like setting yeah. up this DM. Rachel stuff. saved us because of did. a freaking bear. She felt sorry. with med packs. That's right, she did. Oh, that's right. The bear with med yep. packs. <laughs> we almost died to the opening goblin bombardment of like five goblins that yeah, we got, literally killed us all. They took us over their knees and spanked us. Yeah. No one could roll anything that day. So yeah, Hasbro picked up D&D Beyond. And uh, before we go, I just want to do a live lookup of the current Hasbro shares as well. So I, I think maybe Big G would appreciate this as well. As of tonight, Monday night at 8.30 p.m., you have them selling at close for at, – at close, they were selling for $84.96 a share, and now they're at $84.02. They've had a very tumultuous, like, last six months where they've, like, they dipped down at their lowest. All because of Alpha Fox. It's all Alpha Fox's problem. I mean, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say that – I mean, I would definitely say that Alpha Fox has definitely been causing the turmoil. You know, it's just like, oh. Yes, all this. So one one of the companies was saying that uh, they do also agree with Alpha Fox saying that that Hasbro should sell fully or part of Entertainment One. They believe that that wasn't uh, a good choice for them to have purchased. I don't know. I I don't see a problem with it because they're trying to compete with places like fucking Disney, who are buying up everything and anything that they can. So you got to find your own way to throw media out there. So. Right, and I'm all with that. And, really, and pop culture and all that, and yada, yada, yada. But 
I mean, the unfortunate thing is Disney's buying everything fucking up, so it's, it's hey, it's, let's take E1. It's either you buy it or you get bought. Yep. So. That's how it is. Get the mouse ears or die. But yes, next. Yep. Move to next in the news. Last Friday, over on Twitter, Beetle and Grimm, their account made a tweet hinting to a secret airdrop involving them. As a reminder to who Beetle and Grimm are, they are a company that makes premium game pieces like maps, art prints, and minifigs for D&D and Pathfinder, but have recently got into making products for Magic the Gathering. The first product for Magic was the Platinum Edition of Neon Dynasty, which had deck boxes, an LED playmat, and a bunch of other stuff that the maps and there's a life tracker and stuff, deck, uh, all this stuff. Uh, we talked about this a few months back. Uh, so make sure to give that episode a listen if you so choose. But now, the tweet from Beetle and Grimm, which there were several on that today, quote, Psst, we're doing an hashtag MTG secret lair, but I guess it's not really a secret. Well, the details are a secret for now. So go ahead and tell people. Thanks. And then another tweet said, it's a secret to everyone. Details coming soon. Both with a picture of the Beetle and Grimm and Secret Lair logos with the launch date of June 13th. That's all we got at the moment, and you know for sure that we will keep you up to date as we know more about this. A uh, reminder that the Beetle and Grimm Platinum Edition from Neon Kamigawa they had was for $499, and then they had the non-Platinum one, which was like $199? But you got like half the stuff. The Platinum Edition got you a backpack, which looked yeah. pretty cool. You know, speaking of like ridic- not ridiculous prices for things, but the freaking Warhammer shit that we posted out. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Four decks? Yeah. That expensive? Yep. The, co- the collector's edition. The collector's Have edition. they announced what's in there that no. makes no, it the so deck- goddamn worth the, it? The, the, nope. They're all okay, so this is a little side uh, a little sidestep uh price wise. It's, it's still it, part of the it's part of the news. Yes, we do have news. Of the Warhammer prices of Warhammer Commander decks, not of the secret layers. We talked about this last week, Danny and I did. Mm-hmm. But uh, over on Amazon, they released product some product images of what the Commander decks are going to look like. But and they also released product images and the price of buying all four decks in their collector edition. And that was one of the new things that they're doing with Warhammer is. Warhammer is having a collector's edition of their commander decks. All four decks are going to have a hundred percent surge foil collector decks. We don't know what surge foil looks like at the moment. No information has been given out aside from just the name of surge foil. And one of the commanders was named all the commander decks have their, their deck names, but no commander shown at them. And the total was 528. I thought it was 560-something. 560-something, because if you do the math, each deck, each collector deck, we were pretty close, Was is $135 on Amazon per deck. And I think you were, were you on the over or were you on the under? Because I was like, I'm pretty sure I said 120. I I knew for sure I was, I was over. Okay, so then Danny was over saying it was going to be more, and I was going to be like, nah, I think 120 is pretty good. So we're between the two of us, we're pretty it's... close. The the fact that it's collector, so basically everything's foil. Yes, that right there's guaranteed to be close to one hundred and fifty, if not more. Yeah, and because of this, I recently got thinking: how weird is it? Not weird. Ugh. 
what kind of world do we live in where wizards when they took away msrp that everything is now kind of like dictated price-wise what like amazon <laughs> amazon has on it be- because, because they have to deal with amazon to because be they are the number get- one seller of magic products yeah yeah which is unfortunate and it's because like, they can be accessed anywhere and anywhere or anytime anywhere it's no longer msrp it's asrp <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> let's just make that a thing it's asrp now folks no longer msrp no it says aap amazon asking price i like that tm but yeah so 560 plus dollars for all ford x on amazon that doesn't include tax and shipping to wherever you are and so it turns out to be about $135 per deck yeah. of these collector decks. Uh, the normal deck prices were the normal price that you'd get for a deck. They were $59.90? No, the, yeah, they were up. They yeah. were $59.99. $59.49.99. And, like, here's the thing. Like, I'm not saying there might not be things that are worth it in these decks because I know there are decks that I have already built. Modern, Commander, Pioneer, all that jazz that are definitely more than 130 bucks worth. But the fact that these are stock pre-con decks, yeah, that you're just straight up buying. You're oh. built. You built up to your value. They're, your they're not going to. Yeah. They're not going to be the Emissense Commander decks that are actually worth yeah. the two hundred dollar price tag. And but the the thing is, those didn't start out as two hundred. Oh no, I, I, I bought mine for thirty five dollars. Exactly. So it's like one of these things where it's like, you know what? If the deck eventually gets to $130 worth of value. Fuck yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Personally, I now at this point when pre when pre-release comes and if there's fucking commander decks, I go give them. Just give me them. Yeah, the, the you are guaranteed to just like make money if you buy like the the decks just yeah. to hold on to. Give it a so, one year turnaround and they're going to move up like 20%. And so that's least. that's one thing to have them that way, but when you start off at 130, good fucking god you're, remember you're, this is collector it is that, this is it, one of those and products that's, and that that's where i get for it's, the it, whale it is the collector but even for me who i'll buy secret layers i'll buy collector boosters but generally speaking i buy you know secret layers that i have vested interest in like i love stranger things so yeah i bought the stranger things one i bought that whole bundle but anyway um, because for the most part, it had a lot of cards in there that I use or I plan to use in in decks that I have yet to build, so on and so forth, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But it's one of these situations where we're jumping into the universes beyond. I was just talking with Christian on the Discord. This is a, this is a property I have very little knowledge on. I have never played Warhammer, so I don't know like the characters that should be there or the ones that I want to see for me, it's just going to be, how do these mechanics work in magic? And is it something I would want to do? So like I'm, I might buy the regular versions. I probably will just because oh, you're guaranteed that they're going to yeah. have some pretty dope ass cards in there. And they're so. going to have some cool reprints with like Warhammer art on there, which yes. sure will look cool. I, I again, I will know nothing the wiser of, oh, my God, this is exactly how I pictured it, yada, yada, yada. But it's just it's going to be one of those things where I don't this is one of those products I don't have vested interest in. You know, again, jumping to a universes beyond product that's coming out soon. Street Fighter. Fuck, yeah, I played Street Fighter when I was growing up. So seeing them on a magic card, that's awesome. And I'm sure for other people. 
they said, fuck Street Fighter. I'm playing Warhammer. I don't know how long Warhammer's been out, but it's one of those things where maybe they're excited because, as we've talked about, a lot of D&D players play Magic. A lot of you know people that play these role-playing games that have miniatures probably play Magic or have played Magic at some point, and maybe this is how they get back into Magic. Maybe this is getting new people into Magic that are in a similar area. But for me, it's it for me personally, it's not something they price. Yeah, with with this collector booster, they've priced a lot of people out of buying these. But again, it is collector, it, and that's decks. the thing. Like I, I, I know that, I know that. But I mean, it's still, how much product are you going to have at that price tag? Well, I mean, over it's four decks, right? It's four different decks. Four hundred yeah. cards, of which not including uh, tokens. Other and well, I'm. I think stri- the tokens stri- are double sided too. And right? I'm strictly talking playable cards. Tokens yes. being their own thing. Yeah. Other than basic lands, you probably won't have a lot of overlap. Other than things like arcane signet and stuff like that. Yeah. Saying that those are even in there, you could get very easily get your worth out of it because then think back to when perfect example. Modern Horizons 2 collector boosters coming out. Those were averaging about 400 bucks for a booster box at one time. Maybe still are. Maybe a little bit more. You weren't guaranteed that value. Whereas you aren't guaranteed the value with these four decks, but we don't know because we don't have much knowledge on them yet. Yes. Especially with the, what, what did you say? Surge foils? Surge foils. Yeah, we don't know what they look yeah. like. But maybe those are the... Um, Similar to what's going to be in the Double Masters stuff. So of that, the Liliana. that's that's a no- that, that's a separate foil. The, but the maybe they're there. similar to that. Is what I'm saying. I mean, that so. would be kind of that would be kind of like a, a cop out. Yeah. <laughs> they make the, the surge foils look but, like what the Double Master foils. But are that's an- like. that's another thing with these foils. Are they going to be good foils? Or are they going to be shitty foils? Yes, like like the, the, out of the original gonna, etched foils. I was going to bring that up with the foils and stuff. So if if they cl- are hundred percent foil, if through the last few years of foil history that have been absolutely jack shit, are these five hundred dollars worth of cards going to be worth it? The that the, are going to Pringle up, and you won't be able to unPringle them. The collector boosters. Are very notorious for being curled cards. And I'll stuff. say, I'll yep. say this: my new Capenna stuff I got, like I have them sitting out. They haven't curled much. Like are outs- they, outside of, are they the gilded foils or just the traditional the regular? Foils? Okay, the, the regular traditional foil have not. Fo- so I think they've done something to change up how they do it. Okay, have they got that's, better cardboard? That's promising. Maybe I think it's more of the foiling process. And uh, and this is a little side note with like foiling and stuff. Like humidity does affect them. Like where they're manufactured, packed, and if they get opened up somewhere, that's not in the same humidity and I'll, level. And I'll, and I'll say this: like right now, generally speaking, cards don't leave my basement, my office area. Which um, no modifier. I have a lovely new art piece in my office. Thank you, again. Very yeah, beautiful. I have mine in my office too. That works. Did he message you? No, he did not. Apparently, we were supposed to get the ones that we took. Well, do so you want, okay. No. We we got the right ones then. No, we got the wrong ones. Oh, do you want to switch had, then? No. Oh fuck no! I told him I love flinging big things. I was gonna say I actually was a sapling person, and so. that's and that's what I told him. I'm like, you're more so the sapling person. I yes, if, I play green, but if 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 it was the fact that it was have lightning bolts yeah. on it and like a gutter snipe, then that would have been me. But but I even told him I'm like, dude, no, I I fucking love it because 
I yes. was like, if anything, this is the inspiration for my mono red commander deck. Is I'm just gonna fucking fling things, find new ways to fling things. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to where I was getting at. They don't leave my office area too much, and that's in my basement. It's a relatively cooler, so humidity is probably similar to what the packaging sites are at. So I don't know. That might have something to do with it. And then some of like the more pricier ones, I automatically put in those perfect fit sleeves. Um, but out of the specialty foils, I do have to say the gilded ones that came out of New Commander are goddamn my favorite. They look really good. They do look so really good. fucking good. And I'm st- for me, the first one I opened was the uh, Discipline Duelist. So for me, that was just an added treat of that was one of my favorite like non-rare cards. We we got uh, Dungeon Mom in the chat saying that the 40k decks are definitely collector items in a niche set similar to the D and D set, yeah. trying to bring people in from other games. And and so. um, that's I would definitely agree with that too. It's just, it's again, I don't play a Warhammer. We see a lot of it's... magical content creators making Warhammer 40k. Pleasant Kenobi, he's a big yep. one that makes uh, Warhammer 40k uh, content as well. And Emma from the budget. Budget Magic podcast. Uh, she also Commander's does quarters. The Commander Scores does forty k stuff. Oh no, I thought you were talking. I thought you were trying to figure out the name of the budget one, and I know they're a bit, one of the bigger budget ones right no, now. No, it's the B, uh, the BM Cast, the budget. Oh, the actual budget. <laughs> yeah, they, they're called the B- Budget Magic Podcast. The BM Cast, not uh, the genre, of, the actual podcast. Same, now I'm on the same wavelength here. Yep, yep. Um, she she also does uh, Warhammer stuff. And there's a few other people, so it's like yeah. there's there's magic people that do that, but uh, also, uh, God. I so going off of that, like yeah, I understand those who are in franchise and magic may play 40k, but for those who don't, who aren't in franchise and are just starting to play commander, this is a good start point for them because they but know not the 40k. I don't think a, a a non-magic, I guess 40k could be magic, but I mean. Something like like we're saying, like Street Fighter, has more pull than War- Warhammer 4K. But which one has the better decks? At the same time, though, does it really? Pretty sure it does. Because I like when you think about gaming and stuff like that, there is definitely the bro gamers and how many bro gamers play Street Fighter. Yep. Versus, I would say, you know, but but it's not even, it's not even it's not even those who play the game. It's for the fact that. If if you were to put a picture up of a 40k character and a Street Fighter character, how many people are going to be able to pick out the Street Fighter and well, know what game that's from? Valid point, but at the same time, how many people I, are going to know the 40k? How like if we're going to go outside could, of like the magic and there game. could be more that we just aren't aware of because honestly, I don't see much advertising for Warhammer 40k. So that's that. Well, again, so, that's and, the DDs point is it's a, a very niche you're right but this is one of my favorite favorite little thought ideas thought cast not thought not cast. really not really thought cast you like you like chinese food sort of you, you like chinese food i do and danny does too shut up Matt. don't talk to me hey. lying motherfucker. don't talk for hey, me don't hey, talk for hey, me hey danny no how many commercials have you ever seen for chinese restaurants tell them about grammar noodles uh, how many quite a few liar don't fucking lie to me the o- the only advertising i ever see for any chinese buffet is like when they have a sign out saying we're open for the holidays to have the food that's the extent of what they do this could be a similar situation 
where you don't see as much advertising, but there is the large population that goes, yes, Warhammer. Yes, Chinese. King's, Food. King's Buffet, Lucy's, Super Buffet, <laughs> all them. But, are, house. but you get what I'm getting at. There. I, I get what you're saying. It, it's so, like, yeah, the, the niche may be large, but I, and that, I, I'm just, I'm just being devil's advocate. I'm just saying. I, I get you there. It's when putting like Street Fighter, which is gonna be Secret Lair, yep, and Warhammer for 40k. The franchise players may know Warhammer, yep, but. Everyone who is not in franchise, or most of those who are not in franchise, will know Street Fighter. But at the same time, like Matt said, which one has the commander decks? And that, and it's a valid point. Which one has <clears throat> decks built and pre-conned around them versus which one is a secret layer that will eventually get a Magic World equivalent to it? Mm-hmm. The they they know that Warhammer has more nerds that would be more uh, into the fact of actually playing the game, maybe compared to what uh, Street Fighter does, like the Street Fighter Bros. You know, it's just like, oh, these are cool cards that I could collect, and it's in the Magic world. And I played Magic back in the day, and I but uh, they I played. But they could have a, oh, I guess, it would be more of a street new pan. Uh, yeah, streets. Just a massive ninja centralized commander decks. I do feel saying this now, Streets of New Capenna could have had in their list slots the cards for Street Fighters. That mm-hmm. would have been very good. Street Fighters, Streets of New Capenna. Very, very meta. Imagine, imagine fucking Ryu as a gangster of sorts. Fucking Blaka as 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 an orc from the Riveteers. Okay, small thought cast before we get to the spoilers oh. for Boulder's Gate. They're gonna put Street Fighters in as the secret lair list cards for Brothers War. Yeah, that that works out. To for me, the time. that canonically makes the most sense. I think, I but think at the, the same, Wizards has gone on saying that it would be six to eight months after. I can't remember if it's the six to eight months after. It gets into players' hands or after the idea is released. I'm pretty sure it's players' hands. So Street Fighter is not in players' hands yet. So maybe it'll be more around what we're getting. Because Bro- Brothers War is supposed to come out in the fall or the winter. <sighs> it's November. Was... September is September is uh, United. United, and then yeah. I think November. Yep, Brothers War is right Brothers. after. Right after. So I mean that okay. would that would kind of fit because yeah. we're supposed to get secret layer product from this this specific one that we're talking about in june yes because remember i have the deal what is it 25 and i'll i'll give yeah you said give was it 20 or 25 20 or 25 whatever benchmark it was we have it written down yes (laughs) in in, in the google sheets you will you will get one of my secret layers and i have secret layers to give as well Ooh. I, I don't got any fancy ones. I got the party hard shred harder because I'm a metalhead and shit. So that's the only one I have too. Yeah. It's a good one. It is. It's, it's still in its box. Anyway. On top of my computer. Yes, we have we have deviated enough off like Scotty P's septum here. So. Yeah, and it's not my fault. It's all Danny's fault. Anyway. Fuck you guys. Anyway. New spoilers. Now that we can get off of Danny getting us off topic. Fuck you. What a dick. Damn it. Can't take these guys anywhere. You didn't take us anywhere. We came here of our own accord. You came here to us, Danny. 
well we are the silent you, you storm came to callers. matt i came to you that came to matt so through the transitive property i came to for matt but you came for the county giggity anyway <laughs> so Ooh, boulders gate commander legends was excited Again, we talk about the three of us aren't D&D guys, but I mean, there are definitely some fun mechanics coming out that I'm already liking. Yep. Fun mechanics, fun cards, cool art. Like Legion Loyalty. That legitimately, that is the one I'm sitting here going, God, that's so awesome. I need that in Wrath. Matt will hate it. so awesome. It's a solid card. That was one of the new cards recently uh, spoiled. Not spoiled. uh, Yeah, spoiled. Spoiler season. Uh, That was, it was actually... The mechanic is uh, looking through the blog talks before podcasts. It's like that was one that came up quite often. Was like cards that need the rule text because as you look on your screen, you see both both of them. The showcase has just the line, and yeah. the standard has the entire paragraph. Like, why do cards need them? To help new players. players. That's Mark's response. It's like, well, those who don't know what this is, they need the reminder text. Saves them the fact of going online and stuff. It's like they can see it on the card. I know that's one of the biggest things is that they do. It's like they want to make sure that the card, you don't need anything else besides the card to be able to do something. Right. But at at the same time, I get how like the two different versions, fuck, even as a more experienced player, there's so many keywords I got to remember and some of them are similar enough that it's like, wait, is that this one or this one? Right. Dan, you want to read this card? Yeah, actually, I, think, I was going I, to. I don't think you read the card. I, I was going to. So it's Legion Loyalty. It's a white, white six for enchantments. Creatures you control have Maraud. Myriad. Myriad. What I say Maraud. Maraud. Manache. Uh, whenever Sirache? a creature with Myriad attacks for each opponent. All the, can you shut up? Please and thank you. Biblioteca. I'm going to pull your cord pretty soon, sir. Anyway, creatures you control with Myriad, as Matt said, uh, whenever a creature you control with Myriad attacks for each opponent other than defending player, you may create a token that's a copy of that creature that's tapped in attacking that player or a planeswalker they control. Exile those tokens at the end of combat. I posted up a little graphic on our Facebook of some of these newer mechanics and how they function and stuff, so... Follow us on Facebook. I thought I did a pretty good job putting those together. And let me know if they actually suck and I would like to improve because maybe I'll do this for each set because that was actually kind of fun to set those up. All all I got to say is this would be gross in Rith. Yeah. So so tokens. Any You got you got cards. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll potentially be talking about this in the finance section. But you got things like Parallel Lives. Danny, fuck you. You got eh. a fucking great deal. You're you're yeah. a, you're bitching about me for this Liliana. Well, your Liliana yeah. was a deal of a life. And now, time. and now, Parallel Lives is like seventy bucks and stuff right now. But anyways, Parallel Lives, you got uh, Nord Procession, Catholic Crusade. I don't even play Doubling Seasons because Doubling Seasons sucks. But it, but it still works well. Well, it does. Stuff, but Doubling like Seasons sucks. Out of all the all the token generating and plus one plus one abilities, Double Seasons sucks. And it's still good. It is, but it's it's the worst of all of them. So it's like, um, yeah. So myriad making tokens would be very good in your Earth deck. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say something I love about this coming out because I do eventually want to get a dragon's deck. There's a very heavy, obviously, dragon focused 
oh my god some of these new so these new adventure dragons and these yeah. new dragon based artifacts like for oh. me like being the green player and knowing like enough about D&D like obviously i know there are various different dragons that come up but like just kind of a little bit more non-rare card i'm excited for is emerald dragon so it's an adventure card instant counter target activated or triggered ability from a non-creature source mm-hmm. and that's for a two colorless and a green it's instant speed but then the creature side of it is four colorless two green flying trample four four so it's to me it's kind of cool i dig it i love it as far as like one of those more it's a card you're more likely to get so people are complaining about this is like what green can counter and we got baron in the chat saying green counter spell on a dragon it's remember green could do this before you had things like instinct and binding that could uh counter target activated ability but and and that's the thing too like every every colored can do something that the other colors in the pie can do but it might not be the most optimal version of it yeah it's like the tertiary and stuff mark rosewater has gone on for several art has done several articles of polar or polar color pie pie, of color pie stuff and of his podcast drive to work talking about the color pie and how certain things work and like it's not primary secondary and tertiary it's a weekly thing in the blog talks actually it's daily in blog talks yeah but it and it's just one of those things too, like uh, Anciolet of Bahamut. I'm gonna go with that. Sorry if I slaughtered something and you're more of a D and D person and you know the actual pronunciation of it. Sorry, Dungeon Mom. <laughs> uh, legendary enchantment background. She will kill you. You know what? That's that's fine. It's probably well deserved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's one in a green legendary enchantment background. Commander creatures you control the first have the first dragon spell you cast costs two less to cast. So, like I said, dragons becoming just not even becoming, but getting a little bit more fun stuff to it. So, Chris Martin is probably going to be super excited about this because he, he loves, plays dragons. He plays so. dragons. He loves dragons. And obviously, for me, I, like I love green, and I'll splash in other colors and stuff too. Um, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one more just because I saw somebody else post about it, and to me it just made me chuckle. Lulu the loyal holophant, legendary creature, elephant angel. To me, like I don't even need to read it anymore. Yeah, I, I, saw I don't that. even I, need to I read it anymore. I saw that that creature combination is like really elephant um, angel. I, <laughs> I am so disappointed. It does not have large ears. <laughs> I wanted Dumbo's size ears. You know it's going to be an alter, though. It's going to happen. Yeah, someone's going to alter it, but the rule book frame is not huge ear Lulu. But at the same time, Lulu and Dumbo are two different, two different things. I would say again, not knowing D anD D, but I know Dumbo. Everybody knows Dumbo. Dumbo Those doesn't names. have wings. He just has the freaking ears. Dumbo makes me cry. But I mean, so for four total converted mana cost. Flying at the beginning of your end step, a permanent you control that left the battlefield this turn, put a plus one, plus one on each tapped creature you control, then untap them. So pseudo-vigilance, and plus you get to choose a background, too. So it's a 3-2, and it's, you know, it's Seedborn Muse, but it's on your end step, on your end step only, so. It's, it's a nerfed Seedborn Muse. Yeah. 
Let's see. If, let's see if we can uh, do this here real quick. For... What? Oh, I actually don't have that thing set up anymore. What? Damn it. We got uh, Dungeon Mom in the chat saying Lulu question mark like she hasn't seen the card, and I don't have the I don't have the thing set up in the oh, in the so stream lab so I can it. just drag it over and stuff. I apologize, Dungeon Mom. Well, why don't you just Please. copy copy the link and send it to her in the chat? Boom. Anyway, uh, I was that, another card that like obviously you're going off cards that you want everything. I saw this one today, even though it was, came out a couple days ago. Jahera, friend of the forest. It's two green, legendary creature, artifact, elf, druid. Tokens you control have tap, add green. Yeah, this thing is fun. And then you choose a background. Uh, so, quick reminder backgrounds kind of function this. Kind of fun- yeah, they do kind of function the same as partners. So, if you have a legendary creature that says choose a background, that's kind of like what partner is. And backgrounds are enchantment. Our enchantments type background that you can have in the command zone. And they're monocolor. They're monocolor. And they follow command tax. They follow commander rules. So anything that says return a commander to your hand, like command tower, not command tower, uh, command beacon. Or something that's like, uh, again, I put the graphics up on Facebook, but I'm drawing a blank on them right now. Uh, command tower. Command tower actually color uh, counts for the color of whatever it produces. So if you have like, um, a mono red creature that sh- has choose background, and you have a mono the, the mono white background. The command tower adds for white as well. Okay, before Mac goes on, this is strictly it's going to be a, a lot like Throne of Eldraine, where it's I'm sitting here just quoting things that have nothing to do <laughs> with the actual game. You know, you're a monster. No, here you are, fucking okay. Wilson. <laughs> the refrain grizzly. Yes. <laughs> Wilson. Everybody it's 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 a bear, not a volleyball. It, but but at the same time, it's just like I said, it's the name factor for me, and it's just funny. Fair. But then the other part I love about the picture is got the pinky out. He's got the pinky out. Pinky out. Pinky out. Fun pinky. fact, if you follow us on Twitter, I did a uh, a PBR edit of this car fucking where he's holding a Paps Boo ribbon. How dare, how dare you do that to Wilson? I am, he has better taste than that. He is refined, sir. I am refined. How often I drink these delicious PBRs. PBR, if you're listening to this. <laughs> they are not. Accept my challenge to this game. I don't want to sponsor. I just want to beat. I, I'd not beat. I want to play you in a nice, fun game of magic in whatever manner. He you wants want. to beat your face we, in we the ground, play, stomp on it. We could play Arena. I will come down to Wisconsin and play some EDH with all y'all. I'm pretty sure I can convince Danny and Garrett to come with me to play some magic with some Pabst employees. I'm all all not... I hear you saying is we're going to Wisconsin and I'm going to get spotted cow. Perfect. Big G's in. Danny. You have no choice. You're just going to tell your wife, be like, yo, Matt worked he's out not this. Even, he's not even going to have a chance to tell. We're going to kidnap him. Okay. We have accepted. That'd probably yeah. be the better way of doing it. <laughs> it's, don't let me know time or day and just. Just show up at the apartment and go, hey, Matt, we need you to come down here for a second. Yeah! We got this. We got this. We'll, yes. have his, we'll have his decks already packed up somehow. <laughs> Good luck with that. Mind uh, you, mind you, they are packed in my bag right next to my computer. He's—it's so. like he's letting us know some important information right now. 
<laughs> Guys, if you're going to kidnap me, make sure you come to up to the apartment and do so. Yep. All right. Anyway, sorry. Enough. Enough of that. We got Dungeon Mom in the chat saying, sorry, I need a moment. I shared the link to Lulu. Oh, so, nice. So she's loving Lulu. I'm, I'm still... I want big ears on Lulu. Am I wrong for that? Or oh, is it no, just you're my, not wrong. My, my, Disney, my Disney heart. Your, your Disney heart is in the right place okay. because I'd be lying if I didn't say, hear the same or see, think the same thing when I saw Elephant Angel. But if I'm if I'm being honest too, just like the, the monster manual version of Wilson, all I'm seeing is it's blue from Jungle Book if we're talking Disney. Bare necessities, oh my God. the simple bare necessities. Thank God we can't be shut down for trademark music anymore. Oh my God, the mouse will fuck us over. I'm cutting this out. Sorry, guys. But, but <laughs> Patreons only. Here we go. Yeah, as, or or Twitch followers. Dungeon Mom has a Lulu plushie. What? What the what? I'm in on this. All right, so Matt, what are some cards you're excited you gotta, for? You got to go to Thief of Falls. Oh, is is D is owner of Chimera. Chimera. Oh, nice. Oh, shit. D and D map. Okay, Stop. so you weren't you weren't lying when you posted yeah. in there that you know who it is. All right, yeah. cool. Here, I thought you were just trying to be a creeper and scare nope. people out of our stream. <laughs> no, <Nope>. motherfucker. <laughs> Only reason I know who it was is because D and D. Is there more? Or not D&D, not D&D, D&D, but I Discord. About to say Sorry, I, I, I meant Discord. <laughs> you like stop mid-sentence and Matt Nurse and you're like, go on. <laughs> that was it. That was it. It's from D&D. And it's from Beetle and Grimm. Oh, sick. Yeah, again, here. They make pretty solid stuff, man. Like I've watched unboxing videos oh, of yeah. not, not just their Neon Dynasty stuff, but of their other... Uh, I don't think anything has been shown, but there's Spelljack box for D&D, which is coming. Oh, God, I can't remember. It's coming out later. But Spelljack is the new D&D book. And fun fact, also, to those listening that are uh, magic nerds and D&D nerds that didn't know what's happening in magic or uh, what's happening in D&D and all that stuff, there is the, the, the space alien ship from Spelljack is showing up in Baldur's Gate. And nobody currently knows if that actually is going to have any crossover potential with the actual D&D story and not like in the magic realm and stuff but uh, but yeah that's that that's apparently a thing the Nethroi not Nethroi no just you're a thing I got I got the fucking web page looked up right here in front of me and he's trying can, to go off head but he has right in front of him I know and all I have to do is just scroll down far enough to get to Matt take a shot you need a shot we got oh we got shots right here uh <laughs> Nautiloid ship, which is pretty cool. It's not one of my cards that um, I'm interested in, but it's a four-mana 5-5 vehicle flying. When it ETBs, exile target player's graveyard. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you may put a creature card exiled with Nautilid ship onto the battlefield under your control. It has crew three. Well, and I suppose another, and we've talked about this before, too, the fact that... uh... I mean, I think it's pretty apparent with the theme or the set title being Boulder's Gate. Gates are fucking coming back. Yeah, they are. There's uh five new gates that show. There's one Got gate that one. makes tapes enter uh, that makes gates enter untapped. Mm-hmm. Two, three. Four. I don't think it's a gate though. It's just legendary land. 
As of right now, we have four gates. There's four gates? Yep. All right. Yeah, it's the legendary land, the one that you had pulled up, Port of whatever. Port of Gond, yeah. No, that's Gond Gate. Uh, oh, yeah, gates you control into the battlefield on tap. Yeah, that's Yeah, it. that's what I was saying. It, well, I was, I was reading the Spanish name. Gotcha, gotcha. Same yeah. So that makes that makes gate center and tap, which makes gates pretty fucking solid. The fun part Maze is of it. the the fun part is I, know, of it, I remember it. enough Spanish to go. I recognize port, some port, of these port words. Of, yeah. Okay, so back back to I guess me choosing a. Oh no, we're done with you now. Okay, uh, good. I don't want to say <laughs> we've been done with you for a long time, Matt. <laughs> we just come for the beer. So do we got anything else to talk about in Dungeons and Dragons Battle for Boulder's Gate or uh, Commander I mean, Legends? Right, I mean, right now, Gates. not everything's spoiled out yet. So Yeah, we're at that. I think we're at the halfway point. I yep. think by Friday, we're going to have all the full set. And next week is the start of the Commander decks previews. You got yep. uh, Jumbo Commander, Command Zone, MTG, Mudsta. Oh, my God. Who's the last one? There's one more that's going to be doing a deck with that. I'll make sure to link it below. I yeah. apologize for not I can't remember everyone that's going on. No, I do not have the link pulled up to quickly access. And but I so, don't know if I can talk long enough to be able to figure that out. So we call it now next week. Other than the cards we've already talked about today that we're excited for. Hey, these look cool. Top three cards we're excited for for commander decks that we either have or looking to build. I'm totally in. Perfect. There we go. Call it now. Okay. Call Those it are now. the three. One of the news bits or the thought cast bits. Uh, to to cover our ends, we did say we, I don't think we said adventures is a mechanic that is coming back. Yep. Uh, fun fact: there are some adventure cards that aren't creatures on the back end, so it's a uh, incinerator sorcerer on the fr- on the adventure side. And there's one right there. Yep, that's what made me think of it. Uh, fun fact: monster manual. That's one of the cards here. It's a three and a green artifact, and it has you pay green one tap. You may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield, which is pretty fucking good. And then it has the Zoological Study, which is a sorcery adventure for two and a green. Mill five cards and return a creature card milled this way to your hand. I did see someone online that posted a fun combination of you can use the Staff of Waterdeep, which turns an artifact into a creature. You can now hit somebody with a monster manual <laughs> in magic. Whack! Cross the face with the book. Yeah, buddy. Literally throw the book at him. Uh, oh my so god! Yeet. We covered backgrounds. I'm so gonna make the you. book into a creature, and I'm gonna fling it at somebody. <laughs> there we go. There we go. But it's ah! not red. So we got gates, Dude, adventures. What, I haven't built my gruel deck yet. Backgrounds, uh, myriad, and but again, oh, initiative. But yeah. we talked about initiative. Initiative is a new way of going into a dungeon. Imagine what monarch is. Uh, monarch at your end step, you get an effect. Initiative at your upkeep, you get an effect where you venture into the Undercity, a specific new dungeon, and you only venture into that if you haven't already ventured in, uh, ventured into a dungeon. So, it only uh, initiative nine times out of ten will only work with the Undercity, but if you already have uh, ventured into another dungeon like uh, the man, uh, the Mad Zombie Tomb, Lost Minds of Fandelver, and stuff like that. You venture into those normally. Otherwise, it's the Undercity. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get creature bonuses if you have the initiative and stuff like that. So, But there's that with the news then. Are we ready to move, the con- move to the construct currency section? I think right now we would be. All right, perfect. Are we, though? 
I think we are. So that way you don't sit here and complain about how much time we're taking. Now to the contract currency section where we cover the finances of notable cards and their price trends. The main resource that we use for this is the amazing site, mtgstocks.com, who comes out with a weekly winner's article that goes over three to five cards that are moving up in price and three to five cards that are moving down in price. The weekly winner's article drops out on Friday. We record on Monday. So if there's any price discrepancies between then and now, we will let you know. So let's jump into it now. First up, we have Ashling, the Extinguisher, which is Black Black 2, legendary creature elemental shaman that reads, whenever it deals combat damage to a player, choose target creature that player controls, they sacrifice that creature. It had jumped up 165% on Friday and was at $18. But today, Monday, market price of $9.85, average price of $19.71, Foil prices of Ashling the Extinguisher are going for thirty nine fifty European average two eighty one. Christian, get on it. This was only printed in Eventide, and this is one of those things where Eventide packs weren't open as much because during the two thousand eight recession and time frame and stuff like that. So Eventide, yeah. Eventide, Morning Tide, Lorwyn, Shadowmore, like all those are just kind of like less open packs, and they are uh, more prone to spiking up in price but this card is moving up not only because of that but it's also a good addition to the obscure operation deck specifically built around the Kami's obscura oculus card that came out there we were talking about this in the pre-show apparently this is one of the top 10 infect commander cards <laughs> surprisingly so uh Kami's obscura don't, oculus don't sell it short it was number two it was number two not just top 10. It was number two. It was number two. So Ashlyn Pil- uh, Pilgrim, not Pilgrim, the Extinguisher. Ashlyn the Extinguisher goes into this deck because it reads, for Esper 1, you get a 2-4 Cephalid Rogue. Whenever you attack, target attacking creature can't be blocked this turn. It connives. Then you choose another attacking creature with lesser power. That creature gains double strike till end of turn. I don't think I read what Ashling the Extinguisher. I did read what Ashling the Extinguisher does. So it deals combat damage to a player, choose a target, and they sack. So you give a double strike, it deals two damage, they sack two creatures, and it's a good addition into that deck. It was also mentioned on the command zone in the Obscura. Uh, if you buy the Obscura precon, some uh, in- includes to beef up your deck or whatever that it budget thing. budget ways to make Very the deck good. not the pre-con version and it's no longer becoming a budget thing <laughs> Jesus, the freaking effect is real it is number two we have a new card unlicensed hearse this card was talked about a lot during spoiler season as being a very solid graveyard removal card so this is from Streets of New Capenna. It is two colorless for a star star artifact vehicle that reads tap exile two target cards from a single graveyard. Unlicensed hearse and power unlicensed hearse power and toughness are each equal to the number of cards exiled with it. It jumped up 115% on Friday and was at 419, but today it is still climbing up. Market price of $5.16 and average price of 5 dollars and five cents foils are going for seven and it has a european average of a buck not a buck a euro 64 this is a different uh, a few different printings it has an extended art since it's a rare and the average price on the extended art is about seven dollars and eighty cents you got the stamp foil one which is going for an average price of 625 
and the pre-release one, which also has... Oh, the pre-release has the date stamp. The promo pack has the Planeswalker stamp. So you would assume they're very similar pricing because the pre-release one doesn't have a price right now. Correct. So, so this one has been showing up in a bunch of different formats, uh, ranging from Grixis Vampires to Jun Midrange, is it Merktide, and Mono White Stoneblade, because you can tutor this thing up with a uh, Stoneforge Mystic. No, Stoneforge, yeah, Stoneforge is equipment. You can't tutor this up with a Stoneforge Mystic, but it's in there, because Uh, Stoneforge... You can't even do Urza's. Nope, but you can can, uh, crew it with Stoneblade. Yep. Uh, Stoneforge Mystic and stuff. So it is showing up in a lot of a lot of decks. And apparently here it, it talks about it's becoming it can easily become a six six or greater at like no problem at all. You're also seeing it up in a bunch of different commander decks like Shorakai Genesis Engine, which came out in uh Neon Dynasty, Magda Brazen Outlaw, which deals with a bunch of artifacts and stuff, and Greasefang Okiba Boss. Number three, we have Worst Fears. This is a card that people don't think about a lot. Black 7, Sorcery. You control target player during that player's next turn. Exile, Worst Fears. This came out in Journey to Nyx. As of Friday, it jumped up 53%. It was around $5. But as of today, market price, $6.30. Average price, $7.70. Foils going for $30.75. European average, a euro eighty-one. And again, this is only printed in Journey to Nyx. So this card is moving up in price because of a card shown in Commander's Gate. Or Commander's Gate. Boulder's Commander Gate. Legends Batter for Boulder's Gate. Oh my gosh. The card is Zevrol El Tural Exile. It is Grixis 1 for a 4-2 legendary tiefling warrior with haste you pay to tap when you cast your next incinerator or sorcery spell this turn that targets a single opponent or a single permanent an opponent controls this turn for each other opponent choose that player of the uh, of the permanent they control copy that spell and the copy targets the chosen player or permanent itself so essentially since this says you control target players next turn you control everybody else's next turn and People like that idea. And because of that is moving up in price, it kind of falls in the same realm as Curse of the Kapal or Bribery, where you're just kind of like doing things for your opponents instead of your opponents doing things for them. And because of that, it is moving up in price. I I know I don't have any of these cards, so. I think I have the hers- a good chunk of the hearses. I've opened a lot of they are rares. streets. So. They are rares. So, uh, Big G, you want to tell us about some of these cheap pickups here? Sure can. The first one, like we've been talking about over the last few weeks, is one of the MTG Stocks Premium Penny Stocks feature as a card that bottomed out for a bit and now is starting to do an uptrend. And this card is Takanuma Abandoned Mire, and it is currently sitting at $4.67, and it is moving up. The next one breaks my heart. It truly does. It is the Send Triplets. This is the list version. It is sitting at $4.06 and it is slowly trending down. And then Vidillion Click is sitting at $8.32, slowly trending down. And this is the uh, Masters 25 version. So 
I don't know if you remember Big G, but you got <laughs> a Vendillion click off of me for like did. 18 bucks or whatever, 20 bucks. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like these cards, like, yep, it was definitely at the time a good trade for me. Obviously, as time goes on, shit happens where it could have very easily been. This would have still been a good trade for me even more so now, but it just happened to be. Does. Good, good trade for you over the long term. I so. do remember. I was like very, I was very hesitant on trading a Vendillion click because I'm like, oh, I love Vendillion clicks so much. And I think it was this. I just needed one, and I think it was, I was you thinking did. for commander purposes. And I, it's still sitting in my collection right now. <laughs> so, I mean, it is what it is, and that's the thing. But you know, Matt, just like thinking long term, thinking short term. You know, as a, a financial person, or I like to think I am anyway, I always like to know when it's a good time to pick up things at cheaper prices or sell them at the high prices. Big G. Yo, Big dog. G. Yeah. I got something for you that oh, is the case. If you got, if, if, if that's what you're interested in, well, I may have I'm something sp- to tell you. And I'm specifically thinking about magic cards, like singles and even sealed product. Oh. You're just making this easier for am me. Am I? You are, because... There's this amazing site called TCGSniper.com. They are a price tracking website that helps you, that notifies you on cards that you want to know about or sealed product that you want to know about if they move up or down in price. Oh, son of a bitch. You know, this seems like something that, you know, there's maybe like a basic version, but then maybe there's like a premium version that I get a little bit more out of it. Oh, my God, Big G. You, that, that's exactly it. <laughs> And he's sitting here going, fuck you guys. They all know. <laughs> there, There is a basic version. You sign up and you can have access to their whole site. You put in TCG's play, uh, TCG player links for cards. So let's say you want to keep an eye out on Brazen Bar or, or Worst Fears or anything like that. You put it in there and you get notified of if it moves up or down in price you, at whatever preference you want to be notified at. And they'll send you text messages, an email, a Discord notification. And uh, at the basic package, you just get five of those things that you get in there. But oh, if you sign up, like a, that seems like a good deal. If you sign Could it up, get any better and mention the guys over at this weekend MTG sent you, you will get their plus program, which will get you 50. Oh my God. 50? 50, 50 items to enter in to get notified on if they're moving up or down in price. Look at daddy's face right now. Just fuck you guys. I know we need to do this every week, but fuck you. It's really good. It's really worth it. Go check it out. TCG Sniper, you got Jonathan and Penguin doing amazing work with this website over there. They get people people get good snipes and stuff. Like it it lives up to the fact. You get notified so quick that you can like snipe out on good deals and stuff like that. So go check them out. Let them know we sent you. Can I say I appreciate how we find new creative ways to do the same ad reads every single week. Every single week. Every single week. Maybe it's very similar, but we always find new ways to make it cheeky and fun for ourselves. And to see how much we can get Danny to just look at us and go, you guys are ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so before I move on, uh, Big G shared an article with me, and I'm eating crow with this one. I think that's the nice way to put it. Suck it, nerd. <sighs> okay, so Hidetsuka Consumes All, a card that I was very hyped on doing a lot of good work being a very solid card price, is now very cheap at this moment. So for black, red, one, you get a saga 
with chapter one that reads destroy each non-land permanent with mana value one or less chapter two exile old graveyards chapter three you exile the saga return to the battlefield transformed under your control and it becomes vessel of the all-consuming which is a three three ogre shaman that has trample and when it deals combat damage to a player you put a plus one plus one counter on it and then when vessel of the all-consuming deals damage to a player if it's dealt 10 or more damage to that player this turn they lose the game Hey, buddy. How's this card sitting out for you? So, according to this, the price history of this has been on a roller coaster. It started at 2 bucks, spiked to $13, and it's already back down to $2.50. I'm going to pull up here on TCG Sniper real quick. So, while Matt's doing a live lookup on this, a lot of people in Modern were playing this kind of in the main board. Um, but now it's starting to move back to the side uh, as a sideboard tech. So that's definitely a big prominent reason why the price difference has been happening is the jump from main board to sideboard. So, yeah, uh, the fact of destroying each non-land permanent with the uh, one, one of the potential contributing factors to this is Luris now being out of the modern format yeah, so. because uh, now decks are more, uh, not, not more, more incentivized to play like, Typical power level. Yeah. You see Liliana the Veil actually start coming back. So. You got uh, some Blood Braid Elves showing up as well. And just like higher mana stuff in general outside of black decks, typically where black decks are just kind of restricted down to just like two CMC or less because of them wanting to play Luris. Yeah, and the article even goes on later too. Is, is Hidetsuku still a good card? Yes, it's still a good card, but it's a bit niche. So yeah. you can play it in your main board still. And like I said, it started off in main board and now it's starting to venture into the sideboard as a, oh, if I run into this type of deck, yeah, I have something so. to work with. So It's a good card still. It's just that I remember I was very hyped on it, saying, thinking that it would be doing a lot better just on the front and the back end being a very strong beater that closes out a game. I mean, it still and can. Here I am it's it's crow. it still can. It just now it's very more so dependent on what you're playing versus, like Danny pointed out with Pioneer, Luris was for a long time the it's the card that everyone plans for. It's the card that's in all the decks. It's not there anymore. So, a lot of the stuff that was being factored in for it is it's gone. So, very much so. But there's your conjured currency section there, folks. We are at about an hour 45. So with that, I think we're going to close out the podcast here. I don't think we got time for a a thought cast. It's almost 930. I was about to say, I really don't have much for a thought cast. I had lack of motivation last week for sorting cards. So understandable. Okay. So, thank you to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the ep- end of episode 139 of This Week in MTG. Thank you to all of our patrons who think that this content's <laughs> that fucking intro. Oh boy, that was a roller coaster. That intro was a roller coaster. There's our episode. That intro was a roller coaster. There's the episode title. Uh, thank you for supporting us, thinking that this content is completely worth supporting. If you would like to support us, go check out our Patreon. Also, if you want to support us, go check out our amazing sponsor, J-Dubs, Sports Cards and Gaming. If you have any magic needed needs, go check them out. Now, do either of you have anything else you want to add to this? I do. Last final plug before the event actually happens. Go sign up for the Trios event at J-Dubs. Yes. Come hang out with at least me. 75% 75 chance of Matt. 
25% chance of Danny, but maybe we can at least pull up a picture of him so you can see. We'll bring a picture. I'll, I will be out of town. We'll bring. So picture. we'll bring a picture. No, we'll FaceTime it. We'll uh, uh, video call. There we go. I will be in the middle of fucking nowhere. You will we will bring a picture of him. Needless to say, you'll come, see. But come, sign up for the event. Come play. Have some fun. Try out Legacy if you've never tried it out. Try out Pioneer if you've never tried it out. Try it out. Bring your commander decks. Try Pioneer or Modern if you've never tried it out. Basically, try something new for a little while. You've got a week, well, four days by the time the recorded episode of this comes out to quickly build up a deck. Very much so. And with that magic vote. Pioneer Burn is cheap. It is. We will catch you next time. See ya. Bye. Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much. Shave your balls the right way.